listening to Wench Talk, so unclench that butthole and just hang out. Welcome. Okay, hello everyone. This is episode, I think, four of Wench Talk. Truly, I like to think of this as episode three because of the audio quality of episode one. Oh, yeah, so I I don't know if I covered this last time, but I recorded the whole thing on a third mic that was nowhere near any of us, and that's why the audio is so shit. So, yeah. So, at the end of the podcast, we have a special treat. It's Amanda Rome West. Um, If you don't know who she is, she's an entertainer extraordinaire. The woman wears many hats. Um, She does vlogging comedy music everything like she just literally does it all um you might know her from her snapchat a few years ago um she like went to usc and she was just like a really interesting girl and you just get to see like a rich girl from the east coast hang out at usc which was like the highlight of my day for many years (laughs) um but yeah so make sure to stick around for that it was Um, very entertaining it was yeah um so do I don't have anything to talk about I, today. I, I, I do, and it's so funny because I'm like, "What's the deal with airline food?" <laughs> like, I have like, <laughs> I have like that kind of joke. Like, um, before I came over today, I went and got a sandwich, and I just, why is eating a sandwich such a primitive experience? It really is. It's like, I feel very vulnerable, and you would think that a food that is meant to be handheld should be mess free. Like, you should be able to just ingest it yeah. without no. It's spilling yeah. all over your hands. Yeah. The bread's too small. Uh-huh. You got sauce all over no, your fingers. No, what's worse than the bread being too small? Bread being too big. No, I'd prefer bread too big. Really? Yesterday I had I this... want everything to fit in my bread so it's yeah. not spilling all but over in like, my hands. You can't even open your mouth that, uh, and to like get the oh, whole sandwich. No, and that you take – you like bite the top half, bite the bottom half. Yeah, but that's not like a fully equal sandwich. The, that's like – You know when that's usually the problem, it's – it's not well are you talking about the like the bread is too thick yeah so i had i had a pork belly blt yesterday and each slice of pork belly was about an inch thick and there was two of those plus a baguette so i was literally like struggling for my life oh okay and um yeah so it was actually it was actually really insensitive of you lauren to just clown on my experience like that you have no idea the life i've lived you have no idea how fucking hard it is to have a small mouth. Just kidding. I have like a relatively a small big dainty mouth. princess mouth that can't fit sandwiches in it. <laughs> um, that's my favorite thing. Like my favorite way to describe things. I saw a TikTok where this girl was like, "Someone said I look like I can't fight. Like no shit, I don't. I look like I can't fight my small dainty princess arms. Like, do you think I can hold like hold a fist? I'm like, yes, exactly. <laughs> Mood. I'm like more of a boulder of a woman where I'm really short and my weight distributes in a way where I could really like bounce on someone and just like use my weight as like the like I've got huge tits and huge thighs, <laughs> so I could really like condense myself and just like act as a human bullet. Um, I think that's the best I could do, or like dead weight myself. Do you have those like fantasies of getting in fights when you like win? Not with physical violence, but with my words. I have like, I, like I'm literally <laughs> like, oh, I could like totally own them, and I know I know exactly what to say. When in reality, if I meet a new person, um, I don't know how to talk to them. Like I met a new person last night, and the uh-huh. amount of times I stumbled over, I literally at this point have accepted it as just like this person's just gonna think I have a stutter for like the first six months, and then yeah. they're gonna assume I'm like appropriating a disability for the next. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. I have a. I feel like I do have a terrible stutter. Like I cannot get a decent conversation across. Uh-huh. But I'm very good at public speaking. Really, Put me in front of a crowd, and I'm the king's speech baby. Oh, I can wow. fucking get it across. 
it's really weird i don't know why yeah maybe it's the pressure yeah of like being because like when you're speaking in front of a group of people you're thinking very carefully about what you're gonna say mm-hmm. next so the word like the process of brain to mouth is a lot slower mm-hmm. so i guess that makes sense my brain just goes blank oh <laughs> like i literally just like i'm just like when you when 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 and i just that's like me, that's me in a normal conversation yeah i feel <laughs> um in community college i had to take a public speaking class for whatever a uh, requirement and i did surprisingly well like mm-hmm. we had different it was all speeches on mm-hmm. all of our assignments but um, we had one where we had, we had to come up with it on the fly. So mm-hmm. we had like four minutes. We got a topic and we had to write a speech about it. And mine was, I think, celebrities. And I wrote mm-hmm. it about Tim Roth and Benicio de Toro. And I feel like I told you the story. But Maybe. at the time, I was fucking obsessed with both of them. And I mm-hmm. still am. I think they're so sexy. Um, specifically, I was obsessed with the movie Four Rooms and the movie... Um, now I can't... I, I want to say Reservoir Dogs, but that's also Tim Roth. Um He's really sexy. In the one you've seen he's it. Robbing the restaurant. He is really sexy. I think he's sexier in in, in Pulp Fiction. Not Pulp Fiction. Um, four rooms. No, not in four. Actually, so he, he is pretty cute. Really? He has like a bellhop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's a scene where he's um where he's like wheeling down a thing of ice, or he's like bringing down a thing of ice, and he's smoking a cigarette. And right before he opens the door, he puts it out in the ice, mm. and then he gives it to them. I'm like, <sighs> I need to rewatch that. I haven't seen it since I was like. It's 16. such a good movie. It's such yeah. a good movie. But I can't think of the other movie you've seen it. The one with Brad Pitt, and it's about the diamond and guy Ritchie filmed it oh the one with the um oh man where they're like cockney yeah god damn what's the name of that movie yeah they're well they're um i don't know if we're allowed to say yeah i was gonna say that word but i don't they're not like english english gypsies are not romani (laughs) yeah no they're different they're gypsies they're english they're british gypsies Um, (laughs) the internet has rotted my brain i know but like that's the thing it's like for a while, it was legitimately considered a slur, if and then a ton of gypsies came out, and they were just like, it's like, not no, a slur, it's literally, we're literally just, it's just people hate us, so they say our, our name with vitriol. Yeah, exactly, and gypsies can be a different ethnic groups. So yeah, exactly. Right, anyways, um, uh, God, I can't remember, but anyways, the movie, he's in it, Yeah, and he's called Frankie Fourfingers, uh-huh. so I ended my speech with, I was just rambling about both actors uh-huh. and i ended my speech with and that's my speech about tim roth and his four rooms and benicio del toro and his four fingers oh wow and that was on the fly like my Damn, whole speech bitch. was uh ad-libbed uh-huh wow so, i don't want to tell my own horn oh my God. put me in front of a group of people and i can talk <laughs> i had to take public speaking too for my first year of community college after i transferred out for my four year i went to sf state for one semester um and i don't remember how i did in that class because the only thing i remember is one of the students was um these son of a very iconic legendary rapper um i don't want to name drop but the teacher was like very obsessed with this fact he did it for his icebreaker on the first day of class like obviously oh, know. okay and um all he wait said, why was he going to community college um maybe he just didn't get into a four-year I don't know if he ever went to a four-year after Whatever. That. We all go for different reasons. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. And so she just, like, latched onto him for the whole class. Oh, and I remember God. at the end of the class, she, she like, said this thing. She's like, yeah, at the end of my class, I take a picture with each and every one of my students. Oh, and it was no! So, dude, it was so <laughs> obvious that she just wanted a picture with him. And then at some point, he, he gave a speech for, like, accepting some award on, like, behalf of his father. It's super fucking obvious who it is. But... I don't know, but okay. you can tell me later. It's- <laughs> oh <laughs> and um 
she like broadcasted the the speech in front of the class and stuff oh and like literally God. just was, like obsessed with this kid which honestly it was very fascinating yeah i'm sure yeah how were you in then in that class? Did I you? I truly don't remember. All I remember is this teacher's obsession with me. <laughs> I'm just being like, this is so unprofessional. <laughs> That's so funny. I've never been in a classroom in college where I can notice favorites, mm-hmm. but I'm also very oblivious. Um, let me see. Because this, it makes sense because this is the child of a celebrity, but. Yeah. Regular favorites? I'm not sure. Honestly, I feel like I was one of favorites you were i really you do. were you and that other well that random girl which random oh yeah the one that always had the <laughs> paintings as her background yeah and you'd be like i see that you're in um morocco today <laughs> of pusan and you have you talked about the mana before we even talked about it in class oh yeah but didn't he mark you down for that and then after he was like oh no 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 he didn't in class he mentioned you by name he's like oh yeah one was very perceptive and noticed this and I, blah, blah, blah. dude creamed my jeans when that <laughs> happened i was literally just like wow <laughs> this was um lauren and i bonded over finding this professor hot he is hot he's like a northern renaissance professor and he would talk oh god when he said his name you have to bleep it i will i'll bleep it um he would talk about like witch orgies and stuff with like so much vigor. He, yeah he literally like if there was anything sexual he didn't make it get weird which you know what i'm probably i'm sure in other students eyes they were like what the fuck is he going on about <laughs> But he had his like shirt half unbuttoned. Oh my and he would god! Literally just like, be like the principal of alchemy is inherently <laughs> sexual. <laughs> and he's just be like, as you can see, her teat is like being <laughs> sucked on by one of the satyrs. Stimulated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The vo- the vocabulary he used. I remember on the first day of class, like he said some shit, and I was like, oh yeah, this guy's gonna be epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then during like, the this- midterm, he wore one specific fun shirt unbuttoned. Oh Dude, yeah. And we talked for the first time like a week after that. I don't even know how I feel like I brought it up because I just don't know what's like an appropriate thing to say to a person the thing I remember most vividly wasn't Harwell it was the fact that my DJ friend was in town and mm-hmm. I was going to one of his shows and I had mentioned it and you I don't know I don't remember how his age I was trying to avoid it because I yeah. was like this is definitely like weird for like we barely we just met yeah. and I was like oh he's like in his 30s and you're like oh, you like old guys too and I was like oh yeah i guess (laughs) like i remember that so vividly it's such a good moment because okay now that we've been friends for a while and i feel like our friends do date a lot of older men yeah um i went to a grad party the other night where that was not the case and i had to like explain that happened to me at work too yeah it's so it's like it's like did you not grow up on lana del rey like like i just don't understand why this is weird to you like like i feel like you're the weird one some people some people are talk but they're not really about that life. That's true. Like everyone's saying, like, like oh, I want a sugar daddy, blah, 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 blah. Like, you can't handle a sugar daddy. If mm-hmm. you can't handle a guy, like, at least five years older than you. Exactly. And that's a young sugar daddy. But yeah. um, at work, I when you sent me the Chris Cuomo thing, I was uh-huh. like, ugh, Chris Cuomo is so sexy. And everyone's like, the CNN reporter. Chris Cuomo is objectively the sexiest. He's objectively a, a. Bro, when he was, like, defending his <laughs> Italian honor, and he's like, you do not call me that. Like, I was literally just like, okay, the idea of Italian persecution this year I is thought fucking it was, absurd. I thought it was, it was fucking so hilarious tough. because the quote-unquote slur sounded like the name of a pasta. It was. It's He's, short for Alfredo. You called me Alfredo. You called me a pasta. You fucking <laughs> racist. <laughs> hey, I go back to Italy. No. 
I, I can't say that. I can't make these jokes because I, I like want to meet him one day. <laughs> no, dude, I literally what I would give to slurp. Oh, no, dude, did you I'd let him? I'd let him kill me. I let him literally run, let him kill me. I let him run me over with his car. Literally, what I don't understand is when people are into Andrew Como. No, no, yeah, I don't. Then I will that. never understand. But did you know that his wife is like a Pilates instructor? And one day she was doing Pilates, and he walked out into the backyard butt ass naked. Dude, I know he has like a salami wiener. Like I literally just know it's like fat. <laughs> I know it's fat. I know, I it's know it slaps against his legs. <laughs> <laughs> For no, sure, I did. But the idea of like an East, you know what I realized recently? I realized that I'm attracted to Southern men and East Coast men, which is something that I never knew about myself until very recently. Like you, uh, you've mentioned being attracted to southern men before yeah because there's like all those like communist cowboys on tiktok that are like really hot with their mullets and stuff <laughs> but um the uh okay wait where did this east coast th- east coast thing come from because when i was supposed to go to massachusetts i was like hell yeah i want to fuck a like an yeah. entitled little spoiled little brat and you were like ew i don't know where it came from i think you know what it was like one of those things where i was like the idea of it is disgusting but then i'd be like did you know that Chris Cuomo is indirectly a Kennedy? <laughs> so I was just like very self unaware. Yeah. But like the idea of this like fucking swole guy who comes from money. Well, actually, I'm not sure if the, fu- I'm not sure if Mario Cuomo came from money. Um, I but wonder if he came from money. Chris Cuomo came from money. How long, wait, are they like, is his dad an immigrant or they've been in? I think his dad might be second generation. Okay. I literally, all I know I'm about I'm like, him, why does he speak Italian? <laughs> That's he speaks Italian? Yeah, that one interview with that guy from Huntington Beach, he's like, yeah, I speak the language. I guess you don't. Wow, that's sexy. Imagine him speaking Italian. (laughs) But, like, the idea of, like, a big, tough East Coast guy, but he's also, like, rich. Like, what the fuck? It doesn't get better than that. That's so hot. It literally, like, the idea of him speaking Italian does make me want to fucking kill myself. Imagine him cussing you out in Italian. Like I want him to kill me so no, bad. No, no, like anger. Like I want him to crush my little skull. <laughs> he could with one hand. Yeah. yeah, I bet he could palm a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Inslee is fucking. Sick. Go to hell. You know it's so fun- funny. Um, <laughs> I had a I had a Freudian mental slip this mm-hmm. morning. I was reading the um trending tags on twitter and it was um impeach biden and i was like what for being too sexy and he i was like sexy. i was like that's something sarah would say unironic- i was gonna say that's something sarah would say unironically right, he's got nice teeth. <laughs> like, when he wears those aviators Go i'm like hell. hello mr Go president happy birthday mr. grandpa Pres- fucker <laughs> <laughs> no like he's hot like there are some seriously old men who are still attractive pierce brosnan is one one of those commanders from the handmaid's tale commander joseph oh he's sexy. hot okay sexy. he's he looks hot. like santa claus and he's there's okay there's hot. silver foxes of course like what's his face from Mad Men? he's hot oh i don't know who you mean not john oh. ham no not well john ham obviously john Hamm's is, just a regular he's just show. regular hot yeah he also probably has well we he know def- fact, no we know for a fact he has a monster cock yeah, we've seen it <laughs> he has many dick impressions yeah he literally um, can't even help it poor thing <laughs> fucking god um john flaterly john flate i'll show you Flaterly. i already have it he's sexy no oh okay, bitch wait, no, you're played, not a, he's you're not a so lot. many bad men though like oh, that i literally just think of him as like the toxic isn't he chuck bass's dad i don't fucking know i think he might be chuck bass's dad he gives me the vibe of someone that wants to take away my reproductive rights really yeah he really does I mean, yeah, you his character what? on it's Mad Men was terrible. I don't like Irishmen. I don't like men with pink undertones. Oh, right. Yeah. 
You still like white men, though. I like white men. I just like them to have an olive olive complexion. They need to be, like, somewhat Mediterranean. Okay, valid. Yeah, I don't like... I, I hate it. When guys are pink, no fucking yeah. way. Don't like it one bit. Pink dick. My friend... That was the biggest thing about... Was the yeah. fact that he had a pink dick. That's so sad. It freaked me out every time I, I was like... My friend told me that it reminds her of ceviche. <laughs> like a like a shrimp. Yeah, like literally just like raw. Like yeah. it just feels like... It feels like if you touch it, it's going to hurt. Yeah, it was it was yucky to look at. Yeah. I, I did not like handling it. Yeah. I think... um. I think that was the only pink dick I've encountered in a long time. Really? Maybe ever. I am. Um, I've seen two in my life. They're very yucky to look at. I don't like them one bit. Yeah. Because they're, it's not like, um. A brown dick is attractive. Brown dick is, well, not even just brown, like all, like, olive toned. Yeah. Like, but like skin. men with like olive skin have like brown dicks. Yeah. But not like, I don't know. Every guy I've been with, like, is like, their dick is not like such, such a stark different color than the rest of their body. Really? Yeah. It's like the, the transition is pretty. The transition makes sense, but then if you separated the two, it would be quite a big difference, I think. I think when you're, lo- like, looking at a, a naked dude and you're like, you know what? I have this one guy's jacking off videos. I'm going to look at it for reference. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, am I tripping? Am, am, am I the drama? I mean, maybe I'm wrong because I'm, um... Just one guy. Shit, I had his nudes, but I don't think I have them anymore. He was white and he had a monster cock, but I don't th- think his dick was pink. Yeah, my, my, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he was half Italian. <laughs> Is that where the salami thing comes from? Do Italians have big dicks? Italians have huge dicks, dude. Oh, I Italian didn't. stallion. Haven't you seen? No. Uh... <laughs> oh, wait, Rocco Sifridi. That Rocco one, Cifredi? he's a porn star. He has a huge dick. I'm thinking of Rocky. Um, what's Rocky? His what's his name? What's Rocky's name? Oh, Stallone? Yeah, he's got a huge dick. He has a sex tape. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Oh, shit. I need to watch it. Monster cock. I want to watch that later. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, Rocco Sifridi is an Italian porn star. My friend had sex with him. He has a monster cock. Nice. But he only does anal. Oh, why? I don't know. That's like his thing. There's a really weird documentary about him. I think I've heard of this guy before. He's married with kids. And that's like his... um, Wasn't he, like, a legend in the 80s and he came back or something? I don't think the 80s. Like, he's pretty... Well, he's a retired... Well, oh, yeah. He he did retire and then he did come back, but I wouldn't say the 80s. That sounds too too long ago. Hmm. But I did not know that. Good news. Good to know. That's why you like Italians. But I don't like big dicks. That's why I like Italians. Big dicks? Do you like average dicks? Yeah. Average. For sure. I... The only thing I dislike vehemently, skinny dicks absolutely disgusting one i've seen a few skinny shorts like this this, i know the guy i showed you kind of had a skinny dick but he's hot so it made up for it yeah i saw the the smallest penis i've ever seen was um it looked like it really did look like an enlarged clit ew it was just like all head and it was like really skinny and it was really short it was like in real life yeah it wasn't it was unreal (gasps) oh i know this person that you were telling me about yeah Ew. <laughs> the thing about my body count being really low is that anyone who listens to this, if any of them listen to this, each one knows who they are. <laughs> Based on the dick description. <laughs> I can't imagine, like, having that on your body. Having a whole penis in your... Yeah. Yeah. Like, imagine ha- having, that- like, if, you're, if your pussy lips were, like, really big and, like, in the front. Yeah. And then I saw a TikTok about, um, like, ball sweat 
working construction. Uh-huh. I'm like, I can't imagine how uncomfortable that shit is. My pussy sweats. I my pussy sweats. So imagine having like a lump of flesh, just feeling like the way the back of my neck feels. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But then like, is it any different from having a sweaty pussy? I mean, no, because we have just lips. They have balls and a dick. Oh, so it's like a lot of sweat. Yeah. Sometimes they literally make products to like help them control their sweat. Because sometimes I'm impressed with the amount of sweat my pussy produces. No, I. We were just the other day. We 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 walked to Ralph's and we were both like, I feel like the back of my dress is like wet. Like you can see how wet it is because I'm so fucking sweaty right now. No, like I produce a lot of sweat on my pussy, but I don't think. I don't think we can because there's not a, as much surface area. Exactly. Hmm. That sounds awful. That just sounds like hell. It does sound pretty awful. Like at the end of the day, or even midday, I'm so sweaty that I need to like I feel the need to change yeah. my underwear. Yeah, same. So same. I can't imagine like working construction or working outside all day with that sensation and just having to deal with it. Oh, man. <laughs> I would literally, like, that would ha- cause me to have a meltdown. Yeah, like, full-on, like, tantrum. Yeah, like, like, tantrum meltdown. Like, I'm sure, obviously, it's your anatomy. You've lived with it your whole life. But, like, yeah. why are so many men in construction? Because boob sweat, you only get it in the middle and on the under under area. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, bearable. Oh, well, I've never, I mean, I've encountered boob sweat, but obviously not as bad they're, as. they're, like, heavy. It's, like, a bit much, but it's yeah. still not that bad. Yeah. I'm like fondling myself as I say this. <laughs> You're just giving a <laughs> giving a tour. Um yeah, it's just it's 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 yucky. Mm-hmm. It's very yucky. Um and that video like I it's haunting my dreams now because I'm I'm envisioning that on my body and I'm envisioning the Which feeling. Which video? The video. Oh, the video me? of just like the guy telling talking about oh. ball sweat. Did you ever hear about that one guy who um was like bragging about his dick growing in his mid twenties, and and everyone was like, "Your dick can't grow in your mid twenties." Do you know where this is going? No. What? Okay. Well, he, um, a nurse said, "Oh, well." Oh, the dick cheese guy. Yeah, and it was dick cheese yeah. affecting his penis and swelling it that to the is, point where it was actually growing. And that he never is washed his foreskin in his life. That's why when people say you told like, me about that for the very oh, first time. Yeah, that's why when people are like, just like men can clean it. No, they can't. No, they can't. They're babies. Yeah. I'd like. That's why I like. I think circumcision is important because yeah. obviously, look at what fucking happens if you don't do it. Exactly. Yeah, that's why. Like, it's so hard to find like a balance between being um, sensitive and catering to these chronically online fucking losers. That I think when you cater, when you start to cater, you're at, like what I talked about um, two episodes ago, or maybe the episode we had to scrap. Um, once you start to cater, is when you start losing your values and your morals. Yeah. Because when you cater, you're not doing it because you su- sincerely feel that way. It's because you don't want these chronically online people to. And then if everyone does you. that, now you're like changing the culture for the worst. And then the which backlash, is happening. Yeah. Which is then, happening right now. And the pen- the pendulum is always going to swing the other way. So it's, then you're just shaping for like a much more horribly um, yeah. insensitive. Right. Because when people who are on the fence or left leaning or whatever wanting to be sensitive i had to burp it didn't come wait there's no way to (laughs) there's no way to be so empathetic that everyone feels welcomed exactly and when you do that someone is getting shit on exactly like it doesn't matter it might not be the people that you think of the most highly but like someone is getting yeah yeah so you can't cater to everyone your obsession with inclusivity is going to end up alienating a lot more people than you are including exactly (laughs) and it's not gonna shape for like a good future and like the thing is people that do this they genuinely think that um that they're doing the right thing like i made that video saying like like our generation does 
to the internet what boomers do to like service workers where they just have like unbridled power and they just see someone who they can just like take it out on they can't do anything about it yes um I, I made a video about that and then someone commented oh but I love bullying the willfully ignorant and it's like, you are exactly who you, I'm talking about. You're Why willfully are you, ignorant. You are willfully <laughs> ignorant. Why are you bragging about doing that? You had an opportunity to educate someone. Yeah, educating people isn't your responsibility. Then keep your fucking mouth shut. Otherwise, you're actively being harmful. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And this harsh, quote unquote, bullying, this harsh yeah. overcorrecting, it's going to make people not want to. By bullying, they're literally just going white. White. <laughs> wrong. White. You shouldn't be able to glass, do Kill yourself. Like, whatever. how can people do that when they have an anonymous account? Yeah. Yeah, so they'll say something white, wrong, whatever, and you'll like, okay, kill yourself. I'm a minor. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I mean it even more now. I don't want to see what you become as an adult. It's so funny because um, I'm really glad we became friends because that's the type of person I was sincerely afraid of meeting, mm-hmm. going to UCLA. Yeah. And there's a lot of them in our program. Are there really? I don't think I've met anyone like that. See, I also maybe, maybe I'm, de- I, I, okay, no, I am generalizing, but a lot of people gave me that vibe. Yeah. Like that group of boys who sat behind me in Megan's class. It's not just the people, it's not just those people. I just got that vibe, like, um, which I am generalizing, but. You know, it's so easy to spot them. And I That's sound like true. I sound like a Trumper or like a like No. No, I sound I like Christian Walker. I sound like Christian Walker, but Christian Walker is right. Blue haired <laughs> feminist. I can spot you a mile away. But he's so he's so fucking right. Literally they have a uniform, a tote bag, uh ill fitting pants, um, docks or others to loafers or oxfords shitty cut hair that's true and this isn't to say that everyone who's like who that type like, of empathetic right. or like dresses like that is like this type of person and like being like an empathetic person is bad it's empathy without any critical thought it's not even just I, literally I, I don't just even wandering to every fucking corner of the world and it's literally just like you can have an opinion right you're allowed to have an opinion you're allowed to think things and it's like and it's so crazy because like this idea of like not being able to have any critical thought or your own opinions it's really only directed at women yeah men are allowed to say whatever the fuck they want whenever they want yeah and like they only get like minor backlash like they'll they'll just get like one comment saying like among a herd of support they'll be like you know you are also a white man so you are like oh my god that fucking ginger guy that ginger fat ass which keep this in keep this in i I will i hate him i hate him so much i hate him fucking um yeah the one where he made the video about white feminists and then a bunch of women who weren't white were like actually no you're a misogynist he's like haha white feminists in my comments be like yeah (laughs) And it was literally just, like, I remember commenting. I'm just, like, I don't care if you consider me white, but I can point out, like, a lot of people who aren't in these comments right now. Yeah. And, like, it's just so strange. Also, just, like, the weird race policing on that app is so bizarre The race policing is so, like, you know you're going and you're the way you perceive people and your obsession with race is the same as the what you're trying not to be exactly like i saw this video today of someone it was like an anonymous account not an anonymous account but like someone who doesn't show their face and they do cooking videos and mm-hmm. someone asked if they were white and then there was a persian girl and she was saying she's like i really don't know the census says i am but like i don't feel like i'm perceived that way bro the comments this person's never showed her face before um Sorry to say this, but you actually are white smiley face. And I go on the account and it's literally just a K-pop stand that's never posted. Kill yourself. Literally kill yourself. And I'm literally just like, what do you get? It's just so, okay. It's honestly like, I know I talk about it a lot and it must be super annoying and cringe, but I just genuinely don't understand how people say this to Middle Eastern people and then use their trauma and use what happens in the Middle East as like brownie points to the fucking, the, the, the punchlines I see like, oh, oh, we're 
there was a threat of a war with uh-huh. Iran. They're like, oh, he he, on my way to go bomb some children. Exactly. When did that become a punchline? Exactly. And it's not, it might not be the exact same person doing it, but it is. But also it's just like, okay, so you acknowledge that we culturally do not view Middle, we view Middle Eastern people as some level of subhuman that we can just like go and bomb. Um, but then when they exist here, Oh, we, suddenly they're some, white. Some of us have fair skin, but you can like sniff one out. The second someone finds out you're Middle Eastern, they suddenly like ascribe all these like views to you. And I see it in like my mom is like a genuinely white passing person. She looks like a white woman and she has a very ambiguous accent because she's lived in Iran, England and here. So it's like an amalgamation of all those things. She gets like treated by strangers in a very different way that I do, where like just people on the street, the way they talk to us and stuff. And then also like the way that people treat her once they find out where she's from. All of that goes out the door when they find out where she's from. Suddenly it's like these microaggressive comments Mm -hmm. about her being like from the Middle East. I'm really glad I got my um, identity crisis before this all happened on the internet because Mm -hmm. um, being mixed and being raised primarily in a Hispanic household, like, I did feel, and not being being an Osabo kid, like, mm-hmm. I did feel like, oh my god, I'm not Mexican mm-hmm. enough. Which is really hard, because in our community, like, the Nosabo kid thing, like, that's mm-hmm. really prevalent. Like, we do punish those who have been quote-unquote whitewashed, but why do you want to, why do you want to um, other someone in your culture? Someone exactly. in your olden culture. Like, I remember my aunt told me to my face like oh no I see you as white I'm like did you not help raise me yeah. <laughs> I'm like thank you for your perception and I'm like I, I'm aware of my appearance but our obsession with race culture yeah you're not helping either of us yeah. because you you what you're what I'm hearing from what you're saying to me is you're not my family exactly and like you are extremely culturally mexican which i did not expect because you do call yourself white oh yeah or, like, like you're like oh yeah i'm white but then i was just like lauren's like very in touch with her culture like i just don't understand why like but like and i'm sure it's because of pressure for you to identify a certain way as yeah. to not upset someone else yeah and it's like why and it's also like a lot of embarrassment because <laughs> my sister calls herself brown and she's very much also white Mm -hmm. but she is full mexican and like we are very culturally mexican and i just think that's an embarrassing thing like i know we're mexican but don't call yourself brown if you're not like (laughs) your skin isn't brown fucking weirdo yeah so yeah yeah i think a a lot of my identity crisis like being like who am i am i white am i mexican like i'm so glad that i got that out of the way because i would definitely have cowered to like well now i wouldn't have because i am a stronger person and Uh i don't give a fuck about what chronically online people have to say and like Mm -hmm. their obsession with race is obviously a lot more racist than they think it is (laughs) but um like say this this discourse was happening when we were teens but i don't think to this extent like i think colonizer as an insult is very silly because everyone colonized someone at one point exactly that's human history like sorry you think like in the last couple hundred years yeah it's been a very bad problem for a couple of uh countries but it's human history period like like how far back how far back are we gonna go to talk about colonization like you want to talk 50 years you want to talk 100 years you want to talk a thousand years because oh are are you calling italians colonizers oh yeah christopher columbus but he's not italian as we know it today so Mm -hmm. exactly people have no like there there's no context for anything anymore yeah 
I see it with, like, um, Hispanic people a lot, where they'll call, like, white Hispanic people colonizers. It's like, do you think that person knows anything about Spain? Yeah. Spanish culture? That person is South American. Literally. <laughs> like, I you know, it's funny because when I was in Mexico, I fit in. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you tried to talk to me, you wouldn't know any fucking different. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know your obsession with race in America. It You, you are going to be treated differently based off your skin color. Uh-huh. But when you're in Latin America everyone's like you're going under the assumption that like if you went Sarah people Uh would probably assume you're Hispanic oh people assume I'm Hispanic here that's what I'm saying like your skin tone doesn't matter as much down there that it does here and I'm not saying that there isn't colorism there isn't racism but I'm saying there's more of a level playing field in assuming what our national identity is like American there's so much um suspicion yeah like if you don't who, look... Who are you and where are you from? Exactly. If you don't look like a grade A wasp, people will literally try to sniff out where you're from. Yeah. And it's so Like, where are you really from? Like, those questions. Exactly. And it's like, at one part of me wants to say, like, why don't you just ask? But another part of me is like, I have an American accent. Where the fuck do you think where I'm from? Where do you think I'm from? Exactly. Right. But like, it doesn't... I mean, I wasn't born in this country. So like... Yeah. But, te- but then I'm like... Uh, Sarah, then, you and Hassam, like, you were not both... Both of you were not born in America, but you're as American as sliced cheese. Like, no. You literally, are American. Literally. But then, like, but then I, I, then when I say that, they're like, oh, so you were born here. I'm like, no. <laughs> but, like, I was still born in, like, a Western country. There's, like, no fucking reason other than the fact that, like, I have thick eyebrows for someone to, like, do that. But then, like, if you, someone... You, you, like, when you told me you're from Orange County, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but then, like, and then when, like, these conversations happen, it also depends where in the United States you're from. Because just there's a 60-mile difference between Orange County and Los Angeles. Yeah. And there is a world of difference between the way you are perceived. Yeah. Especially because here, there's more Persians. And also, everyone knows, like, they're educated. They're, like, like there's, like... positive stereotypes um, like model minority stereotypes then when you go somewhere where people are like fucking stupid like South Orange County and bumblefuck California (laughs) um, people are like oh so you're a terrorist Right, right. <laughs> so it's just like very different and like the way you're treated is very different and like um even like towards like hispanic people down there it is more racist and someone mm-hmm. tried to get into it with me saying oh everyone everywhere in america is racist. oh right i remember like, that but some places are more no, racist than others you, that's a ridiculous thing if to say. you're from it doesn't even have to be fucking orange county if you're from an area and you know there's a racist part of town or there's a racist yeah. town a couple towns over you know there are those exist like, yeah it doesn't like, take a genius to be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, that town's racist. Exactly. Like, a lot of people who live there happen, like, are racist people. Yeah. There's fucking KKK meetings there. Exactly. Like, what do you, like, I just wanted to respond to this person. There's a heavy clan, pr- like, presence. What, like, And I, I remember just... <laughs> when, when the internet discovered sundown towns, they were, like, listing almost every town in Southern California as if they were still sundown uh-huh. towns today. I'm like, you're an idiot. It's like Huntington Beach and that's it. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like, I remember Riverside was on that list. I'm like... You're a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's like, like maybe in like the 50s, but like not anymore. Yeah. But like some places still are genuinely. I would argue the little suburb I grew up in. If you are black and you're walking around downtown, around town, I it is extremely dangerous. You will get pulled over by the police. Wow. Like just in the tiny little housing community I grew up in, because it was so overwhelming. Oh, that right. yeah. But then that's my privilege in the sense that if I was walking around, people wouldn't question me. It would literally only be like a black person that was walking around. Right. So like, there's like degree varying degrees of privilege. But then to just say like you either are oppressed or you're not. Is yeah. So silly. I, all this black and white thinking is it's so 
the the obsession with inclusivity, the obsession with intersectionality is you would think it ends up being a lot more bigoted. Than you're right. You would think it's meant to genuinely bring people together, but it's more div- divisive than anything it's else. It's meant to virtue signal and that's it. Exactly. It's meant to be like, I know these words and so I'm better than you. Yeah. Like I was just talking to my friend yesterday and her mom, um, cause she has younger siblings who are going through this phase right now. And her mom was like, I am at a loss for words. Oh God. Those and fucking, she, and they're white. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like it, it comes from a place of empathy and they are truly trying to, I've known these girls since they were little kids. Like they're trying to do their best but they're they're at the whim of whatever fucking idiot online has the loudest voice and yeah. for that i know they'll wake up i'm sure i was literally talking to her mom about it i was literally just like you, you like she'll grow out of it it's fine can do you see that though because some people are different like my cousin i she's she's good like uh-huh. she's not brainwashed by that shit i could see that her friends were that the type uh-huh. but my, i know my cousin's stronger than that but do they seem like that like I, I, I do trust them. Okay. Because... Not that I'm, like, policing or, like, you have to you have to get no, them no. out. You have to get... <laughs> we have to... Like, what do they do with cults? Deprogram them. No, like, literally. And, like, if if I... I hadn't seen them say anything around me, but if I do, I'm... Literally, all you have to tell people is people of color are not a monolith. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Saying that someone looks exotic might be offensive to one Leftists person. are a monolith, though. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but, um... But, like, it's not – it's going to be a compliment to someone else. Like, if someone is, like, abstaining from, like, saying, like, something, like, like you know, that's like some weird. Things, that makes you yeah. feel more othered than anything. Right. You can't generalize compliments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like some people find being called skinny an insult. My mom – I don't know why she said this. My mom's, like, a little bit – um. You can tell she's, like, an Iranian woman in the sense that, like, she doesn't have certain sensitivities. She says to the receptionist... But I, I love that about her. That's my favorite. It's funny. It's That's funny. That's my favorite thing. But she says to the receptionist, you've lost weight since the last time. <laughs> <laughs> and when the recession, receptionist was, like, honestly, reasonably so, kind of, like, irked by that, my yeah. mom was actually like, she is such a bitch. I don't understand why she can't, like, what, does she, like... What does she want me to say? She's pretty? Like, I just don't understand. And I was just like, literally, like, mom, some people don't like that. Some people don't like people, like, drawing attention to their weight. My mom is is uh, socially unaware, not in the way where she'll insult people, but in the way where she'll she'll overshare. Uh-huh. She'll be like, like, when when my brother got shot, I'd be like, yeah, my son got shot in the war. You know the war that's going on? <laughs> I'd be like, mom. That's queen behavior. The though. person who's bagging our groceries does not need to know that. <laughs> On um, Mother's Day, I made the mistake of saying Happy Mother's Day to someone, and she goes, "My mom died." Oh my god, no! Don't. Oh my god, when I worked at a card store, like I'm sorry to interrupt, but why can't people just like smile and say thank you? (laughs) (laughs) It makes your day. It makes your day a lot because you know what? I know you're going through it, but. You, got, you don't got to bring us into I it. Know, right? <laughs> I literally just like, and now I'm just, I'm, I know never to, never yeah. to do that again. Yeah. But, but that's the thing. It's like, she, 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 this person changed your, like. Yeah, the like, trajectory of my you're life. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, now you'll never say happy Mother's Day to anyone yeah, ever unless again. unless I know for a fact their mother is alive or if I know they have kids. What I assumed is that she had kids. And I think there was like something she was buying. It was like a reasonable thing to suspect where I was like, happy Mother's Day to you. Um, <sighs> and then she just like unloaded no it's literally the the fucking the the social unawareness of some people like i know i have it but i know what would be funny if if her mom wasn't dead that would be funny it'd be funny if her mom if 
like she thought that you were saying it in the way that you were saying it like she's a mother she's like uh-huh. oh i'm not a mom <laughs> <laughs> or you thought she was pregnant she's like i'm yeah. not pregnant oh my I god i think that's the worst that's oh my scary. god i will never ever ever say anything about anyone being pregnant one because i don't care about your baby and two because i'm not sure i'm yeah it's not that like i Maybe feel very stomach, i feel I very strange commenting on women's bodies like mm-hmm. um there is a very very pregnant woman at the gallery yesterday and i was like oh my god like that's the only time where i was like she's a thousand percent pregnant like but i think the weirdest fucking phrase is she's gonna pop i that 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 that. weirds me out so fucking much like what like she's not a fucking she's not infected with an alien yeah (laughs) honestly it feels like that though i know it's very i know and we've we've had this conversation off the podcast that um the idea of pregnancy seems so parasitic exactly and scary. like exactly it, like growing a tapeworm in your stomach i was talking to my coworker about that too she's a mom and like the shit it it fucks with your body like it's not just your tits and your stomach like it, they take all the calcium from your teeth like my sister-in-law oh, yeah, your teeth fall out yeah she had really bad um tooth problems after not even like right after her pregnancy like my nephew was like seven at wow. that time that shit fucks up your body Why for a life. Why would anyone do that? I feel like people don't know. No, they don't know because they. it's going to scare you away. Because if you knew, you wouldn't have yeah. kids. Yeah. Because you know it's like, okay, if you think about pregnancy without all the parasitic shit, you're like, the worst of it is going to be pushing it out. Bro, some people kill themselves after they have a baby. Like, literally just because your horm- hormones get fucked up. Dude, postpartum depression is uh-huh. real. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's so funny, not not funny, it's so sad that these women who choose to have children put their body through so much, uh-huh. both during the pregnancy and after, and men generalize that women are entitled, or that, like, it's not fair that men have to give when they both made the baby. I'm like, no. You didn't you, both make the baby. You didn't both make the baby. She made the baby. She sacrificed her fucking life. Her whole life. She could have died. I can't tell you how much my blood is boiling right <laughs> the idea of a man doing that. Like, I truly, if, I, I honestly want every man who's ever said that, I want him to die a fucking painful death. I want to, like, pinch his ball sack and rip you think it off that you're, Yeah, body. you think your your money, your your precious little money is worth more than a woman's I body. don't think he's worth anything. Biologically, worth biologically, like, we had to talk about that in one of my last classes at UCLA. Like, that's all they can give. Mm-hmm. They can't give anything else to but help yeah. other than financial support. And, like, you know, back in primitive times, like, protection and shelter. That's your fucking job. Biologically, that's your fucking job. And if you can't do it, wear a condom. Get a vasectomy. Yeah. Like, don't ever comment on the feet of a woman putting her body through hell. Literally. Fuck men. Fuck men. And on that note, we have gone over our time. Period. (laughs) Men, do yourself, do us all a favor and, um... Get a vasectomy. Yeah. I don't care if you think you want kids, get a vasectomy. Exactly. No one needs your spawn, you dirty, ugly piece of shit, man. What's that? Um, Dirty. From from Rick and Morty. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I don't remember the character. He's just like, you stinking, worthless piece of white. (laughs) Oh, wait. Piece of garbage. Oh, it's man. Garfield. It's the. Oh it's yeah. The- <laughs> I was ready to sit here for like ten minutes just like to trying- remember what Rick and Morty reference that was. <laughs> honestly, I hate that the fans give it such a bad name. I, it's such a good show. I honestly love it. So it's much. one of my favorite shows. Like that and Big Mouth, which also gets a lot of flack for being inappropriate, but it's like a funny version of the American doll- Girl Doll book. 
Like it's I'm like, not gonna. I'm, I can't comment on that because I refuse to watch it. But I love Rick and Morty. So okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, goodbye. Okay, so we're we have Amanda Rome West on the line. Um, I used to be a very, or I still am, like a huge fan of hers back in the day on Snapchat in like 2016. Um, Amanda was famous on Snapchat. Um, and she's like doing everything now. She's doing music, comedy, TV, like literally a woman with many hats. Um, so yeah, Amanda and Lauren, you guys haven't met yet, so this is your introduction. Hi, Amanda. I'm hey, so, Queen. I, am so I can't wait excited. to meet you in person, hopefully. Yes, totally. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I've heard many good things from Sarah. Yeah, because when I oh when God. I found Amanda on TikTok <laughs> after all these years, bro, I freaked out. I was literally like, do you know who this girl is? <laughs> I was oh like, my please God, tell everyone me Everyone add me on TikTok right now, Amanda Rome West. Yes, um, I follow you, Queen. Follow me, it's yes, yeah. your TikTok's amazing. I love it so much. Thank you so much. I'm really trying to revive that whole Snapchat thing you told me because I was very famous on Snapchat. You know, I had like 200,000 subscribers. I still have a public channel and all that, but you know, Snapchat kind of fell off, if you know what I'm saying. Everyone on this podcast knows. So, yeah. you know, it's really cool. And I'm very flattered that you found me through that. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, the algorithm's working overtime, like, truly. <laughs> like, how specific. Fact. Dude, I don't even see people I know in real life on my For You page. That's so true. I don't either. Yeah, like, it's like the stars aligned. So I've always wondered, how did your Snapchat grow? Because that's not, like, a normal thing to be famous on Snapchat. Like, that is so incredibly niche. Like, how did that happen? I know. It's a little crazy. It's like, whoa, what the hell? But, you know, um, I guess I sort of got famous on there just by making my funny videos and by making my usual content that I make, you know, uh-huh. kind of like spur of the moment videos, you know, giving a look into the life of someone who lives a very different lifestyle and does their own thing, you know. So it's it's very cool to see that whole, um, I guess, life play out in front of you. And I think people are very intrigued by watching me. Um, which is my first song, Watch Me. That's why I called it that. Because people, like, watch me day and night. Like, people come up to me at USC or, like, just in the street in L.A. and be like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm a huge fan. Like, I watch your show every day. Like, all this stuff. And I didn't even think of it as a show until people started saying that to me. I was, like, always so convinced that it was just, like, a little hobby thing I did for fun, you know, kind of like a creative outlet. But it really ended up being more, like, something where I could really impact people and make people feel secure in who they are. I That's actually so incredible because I never thought about it that way, like, as a show. But it's true because you, like, you had, like, 15 minutes of content by the end of the day. Like, you posted so much. Like, it really was like a show. Yeah, and, like, I didn't really want to edit for YouTube at that time. Like, everyone make sure to go subscribe to my YouTube page, Amanda Rome West, because I do music videos and vlogs and stuff on there now. But when I first started out in, like, 2014, I was just making funny stuff that I thought that was entertaining and intriguing and doing a lot of skits and comedy there, which is how I got into improv and stand-up and all the stuff I did at, like, UCB and USC and all of that stuff. Um, I definitely think that I was inspired a lot by, like, SNL. Like, I love how they just do random skits. And it was like, why can't I just do random skits on my Snapchat channel? Like, why not? So I kind of just went for it and uh, went off and just popped off on it. Yeah, like... It was, um, it, like, the way that you, 
it was like okay I, I don't know if honest is the right word I'm like my my vocabulary has shrunk so much because I started smoking weed regularly and now I have like the memory oh of same. rock same. um but the way that it was so like it literally felt like you're watching your friend's snapchat story and it felt like you're literally like going through the day with Amanda and it like I don't know like it honestly was it like vlog like filmed vlog style it was like yeah it was definitely really vlog style vlog yeah. like skits and stuff and that makes me so happy because dude literally like I was just at USC really hustling for my business cinematic arts degree and mm-hmm. I did a lot of internships but it was more like pre-production type internships like in an office and stuff mm-hmm. so I didn't really get to make like content like I wanted to make like now I'm producing my own tv show with my boyfriend and a few other co-producers and we're pitching to a lot of big companies and stuff right now so it's really exciting to actually like see my content turn into a show with famous actors and producers and all that but until this happened recently um which we started about like one or two years ago working on this animated project um i had really only had like social media as an outlet and like like uh co-starring in tv shows you know doing guest appearances on talk shows and that type of stuff. And it really just snowballed. And, you know, a lot of people found me on Instagram through that. My original Instagram account, Subjubitch, was banned at 250K because they said it was, like, racial slur or something. They, like, were mad about the name. It was like, what the hell? This is not a problem. But okay. So oh, I yeah, reached out my whole Instagram. Because of your yeah. rap name? Yeah, because of my, well, because of my, like, moniker. Like, my rap name is still Amanda Rome West. But a lot of people uh-huh. just call me Subjubitch from my MTV show that I was on with Cardi which was True Life Dying to be Cardi B. So when I was on that show, a lot of people found out about me like, oh, okay, she's like a Jewish rapper, you know, she's a queen, whatever. So they looked me up and they were like, hey, like, you should be called Thug Jubitch. Like, they just loved it. They started calling me that. And I was like, okay, I'll make it my Instagram name. And, and you know, that's how I got banned. So, you know, I'm that's on Instagram so now. It's Amanda Rome West official. I'm almost at 30K. Like, we're building up from the bottom, you know, but that's how it is. Yeah. It's so crazy to see, like, your evolution into, like, an adult as, like, when you were, like, a teenager, you had, like, you had the Snapchat thing, and now, like, you've evolved so much as a performer to, like, then have it, like, legitimized into, like, TV and, like, in your music career, and, like, I mean, I've seen, like, the the behind-the-stage things from your music videos, like, they have, like, high production value, like, they're, Yeah, I produce all of them, so that means a lot to me, seriously. Yeah, dude, they look so, like, professionally made. It's not Thank easy, you. Too. I studied that in school, um, becoming an executive producer through business cinematic arts at University of Southern California, fight on. Um, and that was my dream to go to school there. And I got in for biomedical engineering, but then I just really wanted to do entertainment because I had done an internship with my first mentor, Shanra, and her boss that we ended up working for, um, Shelly Curtis. And it was so cool to be able to like work with huge stars and big sets and like be in Beverly Hills and all that so I really enjoyed that whole lifestyle and doing that sort of work um so once I really discovered that I could do that as a full-time job that's when I switched majors and I had to switch majors before the second week of school mm-hmm. and so they only had one spot left in the program so I had to write this whole essay and stuff to get in and they let me in and like there's only 50 people they admit for the program that you have to start freshman year because it's really specific stuff like all these math and econ and business classes and then the film classes so it's really hard for me because I have a learning disability I have ADHD and I also have OCD so I really had to overcome a lot of different obstacles to be able to achieve what I have today and you know I graduated honors um it was really cool because I also was a part of the National Society for Leadership and Success and I was a really big part of the rap club there so that really was just part of like my whole 
evolution to where I am now. And I used to literally do shows at the Viper Room and stuff till 2 or 3 a.m. when I had class the next day at like 8 a.m. So I really had to put in the hours and, you know, put in the studio time and all of that late at night, like when everyone else could just party or sleep or whatever. So it's really different to be able to have to do that side because obviously, you know, like my first few years of college, it was the, the college party life, you know, just having fun. Like, who cares? Let's enjoy ourselves. But, you know, it really dawned on me that, like, if you spend all your time working towards your goals, you can really get to them faster. And I definitely can attest to that these days. Yeah, dude. Like, okay, the fact that you got, like, let's, like, forget about the fact that you got into a program that only 50 people can get into. You got into a program, biomedical engineering at USC. Like, you are not just street smarts. Like, that is actually yeah, insane. Yeah, you me. We all got a smoke soon, dude. I have so much more to tell you, though. For real. <laughs> <laughs> literally like what the f- biomedical engineering how like the I know that no, someone no, can I'm get an in evil with- genius I'm an evil <laughs> genius I'm very people of the world and then you got into a program with so- like that's so crazy to me like it was really crazy to me too it really felt like I manifested it like there's this Ariana Grande song that's I forget oh it's called just like magic and she's like middle finger to my thumb and then I snap it just like magic I'm attractive blah 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 so it's like that's kind of the manifestation thing I do where it's like you know you manifest it you really just like like be in the moment and manifest what you want to do and then you can make it happen like honestly you can't just be like oh I manifest I'm gonna go to the moon with Elon Musk next week like that's not gonna happen (laughs) but like it has to be something you can control and something you can work on because it's not always gonna be overnight but like I guarantee you in 10 years when like I have a song that blows up it's like number one on the charts it'll be like it'll be like I knew this girl for like 15 years before she got this famous, you know, it's like, yeah, no one's an overnight success. But like, even like manifestation, whatever, you're obviously naturally very smart. And like, you obviously put the work in like, like, to that g- means a lot to me. And I think people really got to see that when I guest starred on Masterminds, um, the show with trivia legend Ken Jennings on Game Show Network. Um, and I have a really high IQ, like I'm only two points below the highest IQ possible. Wow. So it really is incredible to be able to represent the mental disability community. And I really see ADHD and OCD as a superpower for me because it really allows me to get so many things done and really hustle and achieve my dreams. You know, I not only work as a rapper and a podcaster as left comedian, but I also work as a content creator, social media manager and brand development heads. So it's a really a lot going on and making my own merch and all that, you know. Yeah, because you can, like, I, I mean this in, like, the highest regard possible. You can see the ADHD in the way that you wear multiple hats, but what's special about you is that and you're no, able that, to, that's like... No, no, that's, that's, that's a compliment to me, dude. It's not yeah. That's a compliment. Like, you you can only do that many things if you have ADHD like exactly. that. Exactly. And, like, the, the way that... But, like, I think what many people with ADHD struggle with is, like, then, like, completing the task. But yeah. you're, like, obviously very able to complete the task which is like a testament to your work ethic that means so much to me dude like thank you so much um no like I totally you know I, I always say like every person who you see at the top like someone like Kobe or someone like I don't know even like Eliza Flussinger like a comedian or anyone like that like you really see they're at the top of what they're doing and you're like damn like I wouldn't do that but if you really just take a step back and be like oh wow they did this they did that they did this like, you have to take the steps to get to where you want to go. So, like, when I started rapping in 2018, right, I didn't just say, oh, yeah, I want to win my Grammy next week. I want to have my merch drop mm-hmm. right now. I want to have my whole website designed by, like, super expensive designer, get all these world tours. Like, you've got to plan it out over, like, 5 mm-hmm. to 10 to 15 to 20 years. So I definitely have my life pretty planned out for what I'm doing and where I want to be in, in life. Um, 
you know, both financially and um, like spiritually and just like existing in life and whatnot, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm sounding way too deep right now. I'm pretty high right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's different. Like when you're going after a goal, right, that's so high up. Like you see these people, like like when Kobe passed, you know, that's why I mentioned him because we all looked at him. We were like, wow, look how much he did. He did like children's books. He won all these like like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of games and championships and tournaments and like was so wealthy and successful and everything, mm-hmm. had a great family. You know, that doesn't just happen overnight. I feel like so many people don't go after their dreams because they just watch that type of thing. You know, at someone's funeral, if they're a public figure, if like someone wins an award, they're like looking back on everything, but they don't acknowledge how much work that person had to do to get there. Um, We look at celebrities as like super human people, but they're really just everyday people who are super motivated. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you... I don't know if that was, like, a really high rant or something, but, like, that's just my perspective, you know what I mean? No, I totally get what you mean. Like, like, the, it's so jarring when you, like, meet a celebrity because you're just, like, oh, you are just, like, like, you don't just exist on a screen. Yeah. Like, you're a like, person yeah, you and see you their did Instagram, this. You see their Instagram as, like, 20,000 followers. You see they have, like, millions and millions and millions of likes. Um, wait, I said that wrong. Sorry, cut this part out. Let me redo it. So you see, like celebrities on Instagram, they have like millions and millions of followers on TikTok. They have like billions of likes. Like they're so you know successful. But then when you really see them behind who they are, you're like, wow, you're just a normal person. But at the same time, you're doing the next level of being a person. If that makes sense. Yeah, like um, in terms of comedy, like uh, my boyfriend was just telling me about Joan Rivers used to have file cabinets full of jokes. Where, like, maybe not all of them worked, but the amount of stuff she put down and wrote, like, could fill up rooms. And, like, that's yeah, just, like, that's, that's what crazy. it takes. Like, that definitely is what it takes. And I don't really know your podcast host, Lauren. I'd love to meet you, though, Queen. Yeah, But I can definitely say, yeah, yeah, definitely, like, we got a link. But what I can say for Sarah, knowing her through my podcast and as a Westie and all that through the years, I definitely can say, like, she gets how it is to make so many freaking videos and songs and photos and all this and you have to choose like maybe 20 out of 20,000 that you put out you know what I mean every month because you really have to put in that craft behind it like Sarah's not TikTok famous for no reason you know like she clearly has millions of followers because she executes and like it's really really hard these days especially for our generation to execute on that level like Joan Rivers with the file cabinets full of jokes because we're okay with having those ones you have to scrap as long as you're like hustling and and you know eventually like getting something as a product I, I mean I, I could tell you about Stan literally there were three different versions of the song all with different artists I was like up until like the night before the music video changing the song moving verses around like doing the production and the thing and it's just crazy. Like, people don't realize what level you're on when you're actually doing these things. And they just want to see from the outside, like, oh, my God, you're, like, so famous. You were Snapchat famous. Now you're just Internet famous. Like, you're a queen. It's, like, so easy for those people to fangirl you. But when they see the actual struggles you have to go through behind the scenes, like, not only the really hard work you have to do, but also all of the planning, all of the costuming, hiring the people, all of that, that is the next level of executing on your dreams. And they... You know, a lot of people, like I say they as in like fans and people who like to watch your stuff, you know, they're kind of in awe of you. So it's a little bit weird when you meet them, especially when I met a lot of my fans like on the street or at a restaurant or something. They really freak out and sometimes they cry or they're like 
asking me to sign their wrist or something crazy and it's oh just like girl ask for a selfie and walk away like I don't know it just it gets a little overwhelming and sometimes my boyfriend is not like I don't like it either like often Oh, yeah. That's how it is. I I strive to be at that point, girl. I've never been recognized off the street. What? I've never. No, it's never happened. How many TikTok followers do you have? Like, um, like what? No, I have like 1.7 million likes, but I only have like 54K, I think, followers. But I Um, mean, like, like two, like all those people, 1.5 million likes, those people have all seen your face. You would think someone would go up to you and be like, yo, aren't you Sarah Vapa? Like, what the fuck? Never happened. Never (laughs) happened. Maybe one day. I'll do it. Like, I'll see you at Whole Foods. I'll be like in OC randomly and I see you and I'm like, oh my God, is that Sarah Vapa buying some coconut milk? Let's go. Oh my god, yeah. Literally, like, at this point, like, someone could come up to me and just be like, oh my god, like, I recognize you. Can I spit in your mouth? I'd be like, of course. Yes, please. (laughs) I'd be like, thank you. I think the craziest (laughs) thing I've ever gotten is when I was a sophomore at USC, all these frat guys came up to me and they asked me to perform at their house as, like, a full performance. And this was before I'd even dropped any music, right? Like, I started music in 2018, so it was like while I was becoming a rapper and posting about it and stuff, they got so into it that they literally hired me to come host a whole party, you know, spray bottles, jump on the table, all that. Oh, my God, dude. How was it? Was it fun? rappers there. Like, yeah, it was so much fun. Honestly, it was the best time ever. And, like, I live streamed the whole thing. It was so lit. Like, I snapped about it and all that. Like, I wish TikTok was around when I was younger. Like, it didn't really come out until I was, like, 22, 23. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm about to turn 24 right now. So it's like, yo, like, I'm trying to, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be, like, my next wave is, like, producing this show, right? I'm putting out more music. Um, And I think eventually I want to be a mom. And I want to be a mom-based creator. Like, so uh-huh. people, you can be a rapper and be Jewish, be a mom, all this. Like, you know, I really would love to join the Recording Academy to show like minorities that are not african-american can rap as well you know i think we need to make space for all genders and all sexualities religions ethnicities in the music industry and you know it's, it's crazy to have evolved it from like performing at parties to this but like i still look back on those days like performing at parties in the small clubs and you know working up to bigger clubs it's like the whole experience is all about trying to give people your message and really giving people a good time and, and entertaining them no matter what and no matter how you're feeling that day yeah, I mean, who's saying Juice can't rap? I mean, the Beastie Boys. A lot of people in Reddit. A lot of people in Reddit. Creation's Jewish. Doja yeah, Creation's Jewish. Jewish. He doesn't yeah. rap about being Jewish though. Drake oh. is Jewish. He's half Jewish. Um, I'm yeah, I'm really excited because like I'm the first Ashkenazi, hundred percent like bloodline Jewish rapper. So it's really cool. Like as a female. Um, nice, to be able to do that. Like, obviously, we have Mac Miller. We have all those people. But, like, I didn't know Mac you know, Miller we don't Jewish. really have a fully Jewish female rapper like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bad Baby's Jewish. Like, Sean, But they don't really talk. Bad Baby? Jewish, you know too? I mean? Yeah. But oh, they don't no. talk to me. You guys Jewish, are dominating you know? like, the game. What are you? What's <laughs> anyone what saying to you? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Jesus. Like, like right? <laughs> oh, my god. No, but it's, it's weird. Because once you bring up being Jewish, that's when, that's when people kind of fall back. Mm-hmm. They kind of fall off listening to you. So I think that's why people like Krayshawn, Bad Baby, they don't really say that they're Jewish or publicize it. And I'm oh. not saying every song, has, if you're Jewish, has to be like, I'm a Jew, I'm a Jew. But like, you know, you can like somehow reference it and like be authentic with who you are yeah. rather than, you know, like impersonate other cultures or hop yeah. on like, you know, seeming mixed or whatever you're trying to like pull off, quote unquote, like mm-hmm. oh, as right. a rapper kind the of in the game baby, where like, um, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah looks, be like be authentic right to yourself. Don't be like. 
don't be an idiot like the baby and start hating on gay people and then like yeah. get yourself canceled. You know, it's like you got to affiliate with what you affiliate, but you need to make sure it's like PC and it's, it's, uh, you know, yeah. it's relatable and that people like it, you know, yeah. like, like being real on like what your race is and where you're from is so important. And it's, it's just so different. I think it really inspires a lot of people because I'm headlined at the, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm like coughing. I'm headlined at the Viper Room. Like I've done shows at the Mint, the Study, like some of the biggest venues in Hollywood. And I've also performed a ton in DC and Aspen, but I'm definitely looking to expand, like perform at Coachella mm-hmm. and all these festivals. It's one of my biggest goals. So, you know, I'm redoing my whole website, um, doing all new merch that I'm designing myself with my brand manager and my merch designer. Um, I'm just excited for everything to come. And like, I don't know, I guess, I guess right now I'm just like really like on my grind, like just setting up meetings for the show and just making it all happen on my own. Uh-huh. Because I just I just thought for so long that someone would like come along and help me because I had two different managers in the past, and it's like no one's gonna like tell you what to do every day or what to pose or what to wear. Like you have to tell yourself and feel confident enough to do it, and also like listen to your fans because a lot of people have told me for a long time things that are really true. They're like, you need to break up with Tate. like my you know my ex, or you need to you know like um, focus on yourself and stop letting people bring you down, or you need to not be so like self conscious about how you look. You're beautiful, like. I people told me that for so long and I'm always like, Oh, I'm trying to believe it, but you know, I didn't really believe it. But I think I finally started believing it when I saw myself like on actual TV, like network TV and like all this stuff. I don't know. It's just kind of um reassuring to see that people are fucking with your vibe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Because, like I, I was a very niche group. Like I was super fucking famous on Snapchat. It was scary. I was like, How are many how are this many people following me? And also, it was really weird because they would, like, follow my family, like, in person, stalk them. Like, there are oh photos that they would post of, like, my mom at the gas station or, like, my brother at the grocery store and stuff. I thought that was so weird, Jesus. like, back in Bethesda, Maryland, where I'm from. Shout out to the 301. But, um, you know, that was a little crazy. And, like, I've had some meet and greets that got shut down because the place got so overcrowded that it was, like, a fire safety hazard or whatever. Wow. So that was crazy when I got my meet and greet shut down in D.C., um, a few different times it's just, it's just crazy because like my fans really like pull up on it and you know I hope to do a tour soon or yeah. festivals you know get my merch out all that like it just means a lot to me to be able to be like connected to my fans and give them what they want like when someone says like are you gonna go on tour like I'm thinking about going on tour I'm gonna be real with them I'll be like yeah I'm thinking about it I'm like oh yeah the merch is coming like I hate when artists don't communicate with their fans like yeah. obviously you can't be expected to reply like all day every day like I'm a really busy person but like when I have time to I try to reply to them yeah I, like, it's, like, really important to, like, engage with the people that are, like, allowing you to be able to chase your dreams like that. Like, um... Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, okay. That, it, it means the world to me. And, like, I have my snap replies on. Like, if anyone yeah. ever wants to snap me, I'm Amanda underscore please six. I really don't know how I got this famous on Snapchat. People still add me to this day. <laughs> it's like, hello. Like, please stop. Oh my god. Okay, so as we're winding down, we're getting close to the 30-minute mark. I thought I'd, like, ask some, like, lighthearted cool. questions. Yeah, sorry. Don't don't mind me. I'm just kind of, like, on, like, a fucking, like, I don't know. Like, no, uh, dude, you're great. You're great. Vibe. You're so, like, easy to talk to. Yeah. Like, you just... I didn't out any parts that sound stupid of this, so you're easy to talk to, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay, so what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie would have to be Clueless. Okay, that's a good answer. Um, favorite musician? <laughs> it's been my answer since I was like 10, bitch. <laughs> Yo, my favorite musician is definitely Drake. Shout out to the dudes. <laughs> and um, favorite television show? 
Um, my favorite television show is the one I'm producing right now. I can't say much <laughs> about it yet. But well, you guys I'm are sure. going to fucking love it. I'm sure it'll so be all of sure, our favorites. Make sure that everyone subscribe to my channels. You know, add me on YouTube, Twitter, yeah, TikTok, plug your Facebook. plug your stuff right now. All your usernames. Okay. No, yeah, I was gonna say like you guys add me on all social media because mm-hmm. I'm gonna be posting more details about the show once I'm allowed to. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh, I, I can't mm-hmm. say subject to some NDAs and things like that. Yeah. But um, you know, just be ready to watch ARW win an Emmy. That's all I'm gonna say. Ooh, exciting! Nice. Don't be surprised by EGOT by the time I die, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, uh, if you know that from Thirty Rock. I, I never watched no. the show. I watched Silent. it. I, I know. It means it means an M- Emmy. Yeah, Emmy, Emmy, Grammy, 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 Oscar, Oscar, and a Tony. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I want an EGOT, bitch. I'm trying to make my own musical, too. Hello. I'm ready for it. Ooh, um, exciting. <laughs> yeah, I see myself in episode two when it, when that happens. Um, But, yeah, you guys can add me on all social media. Make sure to add me on TikTok, Amanda Rome West. Instagram, Amanda Rome West Official. Snapchat, Amanda underscore please six. Twitter, Amanda Rome West, and like my Facebook page, Amanda Rome West. But most importantly, subscribe to my YouTube, Amanda Rome West, because you need to watch my vlogs and my new podcast called Going to the Movies with Jordan, my boyfriend. Um, and go listen to my podcast, ARW Raw. New episodes out every week. We're starting season two next week. Very exciting. I'll write it all down in the description. Just in it's case a lot. Anyone... I'm so sorry. No, it's like, not even like, I really appreciate you in case anyone has like hearing problems, they can't right. like decipher like, you need specific. to make a funny ass TikTok about this podcast and like tag me and stuff like, like make it a sound or something. Oh yeah, or, totally. Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay well it was so great talking to you thank you so much for doing this dude thank i know you you're so, so busy much, yeah, it was so great talking to you guys and what's this show called by the way i want to make sure i follow it it's called wench talk like wench oh is in like a medieval horror wait like okay <laughs> like when talk or like, no, like talk like we're just a couple of oh, couple okay. of I do yeah. hashtag wench talk on tiktok you know what i'm saying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, well, I hope you have a great day, dude. Can't wait to have you on here next time. Thank you. You too. And uh, Lauren, I hope to meet you in person. And yes, thank you everyone queen. for listening. Make, yes, Queen. Make sure to go watch the Stan music video and listen to Stan featuring John Stone and my boyfriend, Jordan Saria Orem, right now on all platforms. Bye. Very cool. Bye, Queen. Bye, Queen. Bye. Oops, I accidentally cut her off. <laughs>